Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back and have some drinks with people and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, that's at Kilgallen's Pub, also on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub. Give myself a follow at Joe Kilgallen on all the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, where I upload clips and previous podcasts, so you can check it out there. And uh, we're on iTunes. Give us write us a review. It goes a long way. Everybody can't stress that enough. And then uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, Laughable, which is a really cool app that features all comedy podcasts. So if you're really into stand-up comedians and want to hear them, you know, spew their shit into microphones off stage, podcast form, definitely check out Laughable. What else do I want to plug? Or up top um that's about it i got a really fun podcast for you guys so i'll try not to ramble too much up top Uh, i want to thank all the positive feedback i've got from previous podcasts so thanks to all the people who have been hitting me up on that last week's episode lisa traeger like i said before it was a long one but a really good one you know a lot of uh a lot of information you know if you're a dude listening to this you know open up your ears a little bit and you'll be like oh shit or maybe you're like hey man that's not for me so perhaps this one will be for you this podcast i'm about to unveil for you i don't know where i'm going with this it was a long weekend don't you always feel weird after a long weekend labor day weekend was was a badass one i had fun had my fantasy football draft i feel uh terrible about it to be honest with you even though yahoo's grading gave me a pretty good grade no actually you know what i think i made some good picks late in rounds and um i got value overall i just i I didn't get that one stud wide receiver that you feel confident in I have Golden Tate. I don't know about Golden Tate. Anyway, though, uh, again, like I didn't want to ramble too much up top. Just wanted to get the thank yous out of the way. Uh, you know, tell your friends. I'm in the process of making merch. Some of it I'm going to give away for free. A lot of it, most of it, I'm probably going to give away for free. But like T-shirts, beer koozies, that type of thing. One shirt I think I'm going to make real, just like a shirt, meaning that it's not going to be like Kilgallen's Pub all over it, because who knows if you really want to wear that. My buddy has a wrestling podcast, uh, Marty DeRosa. He's been on this one. And it's just, it's called, uh, what is it called? Marty, I love wrestling with Marty and Sarah or something like that. I'm blanking on their podcast. I'm so bad at promoting other people's shit. Anyway, though, it's just, a, it's like a heart with like wrestling and an arrow through it. So it's like if you're a wrestling fan, it's basically saying, I love wrestling. So it's a really cool thing to wear. It's got their logo out there, but it doesn't have like Marty and Sarah all over it because, you know. I don't know if people want to wear that type of stuff. I don't know if I would, perhaps. So uh, I'm going to have some fun designs for you. But the podcast today that you're about to listen to has the hilarious comedian Kevin Bozeman on the podcast. This dude, one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. I mean, the guy just, he walks into a room and he owns it. That's Kevin Bozeman. I think everyone has that guy. His credits include Premium Blend, Comedy Central, Comedy Central for a few other things, was a semifinalist on NBC's Last Comic Standing. You know, he's, I've mentioned uh, he's been on Comedy Central, he's also been on NBC, CBS, and Fox. His uh, dry bar comedy special called Clean and Unfiltered has over 7 million views. Dry bar comedy is like this new thing. I see a lot of, they do a lot of heavy Facebook promotion, which, you know, good on them. I think the whole thing is clean comedy, so you'll never, ever hear me on that. I don't know. I guess I could do stand-up without telling, or not telling, without swearing. I could, I could drop the fucks and the shits and the bitches. I don't really say bitches. Unless I'm talking about my dog, because she's a female dog, she's a bitch, you know what I'm saying? But that's my bitch. Anyhow, I think I could probably drop the swear words, but I don't think I want to at this time. I just, I swear in my regular conversation. So why would I go on stage and pretend to be someone I'm not? Now, if I were like a guy who in regular conversation wasn't swearing and then went on stage and started swearing just to get like a, some sort of shock appeal, well then yeah, I'd be a dickhead. 
fuck that guy. But I, I think I, I believe in being genuine. So, and I'm not knocking comics who don't swear. Clearly, some of the greats never swore, but they also didn't swear off stage. If they were off stage, motherfucking this and motherfucking that, and then going on stage being like, "Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen," I'd be like, "Dude, come on." Comedy's supposed to push it a little bit. That's how I feel at least. Anyway, I'm getting off the intro here. Uh, Bozeman, we talk about a lot of fun stuff on this one. Uh, he, dude, he's got a really cool, it was almost philosophical, this podcast. So I think you guys are going to get some value out of it. Uh, again, thanks everyone for listening to uh, Kill Gallons Pub. I hope you enjoy this one. Cheers. Kevin Bozeman, my man, how are you? Welcome to Killgowns Pub. What's up, buddy? How are you? Dude, I'm great, man. Thanks for finally... I've been wanting to get you on for a while now, and I'm glad that you reminded me, first of all. And I'm glad you were available, because you're one of those dudes that's so busy, I feel like if you if I miss that one window, I'm like, ah, shit, well, I gotta, yeah, I gotta yeah, wait. Yeah, wait three weeks, I gotta wait months, next season, months, basically, yeah, man. Yeah, three, you're, you're a hustler, which I like about you. But yeah. also, I want to I wanna start this off with giving the listeners some value right away, because you got me pumped on something, something I still haven't followed through on, and I believe I mentioned it when I had Colca Band on the podcast, so in case you diehard listeners are remembering, we're going to get into it more so, because I yeah. remember hearing you specifically, I think it was on Hannibal Burris' podcast, talking about a certain item that some people might think is a luxury item, but really it's... It's, it's really not. It's not. It's and really that, not. that is the bidet. Yeah. So, I think... I think sell they me should, on it, my friend. I think... Not, real quick, I love, I love going in. Hey, man, welcome to the show. Talk about the best way to clean your ass. Dude, right away. You know what Please. I, I call this? I call this part of the podcast, like, you ever watch Jeopardy? You know how when you watch Jeopardy, they, they get to the questions right, right away? Yeah. Then after the commercial break, they go, hey, how you doing? Right. What, are you, what are you playing Great. for? Well, I'm, I like to, I'm your let's, guy. Let's get some I'm value. your guy. I'm your guy. Listen, man, uh, I believe that bidets should come standard in all toilets. I have always been grossed out with the, and I'm old. I'm in my 40s, so my shits are... By the way, I'm 33. Are, I think you look better are, than me. So are vicious. Good on you. You got some vicious shits. Vicious. Do dude. you think? Each- so I think, I think that you need to properly be able to clean your asshole out. So right? each, each decade of your life, do the shits get more vicious? Yeah, of course. Okay, that makes of sense. Of course, because my 30s have been a little bit more different than the of 20s. Of course. Yeah. And my diet's got a little different. Bit better, though. Yeah. Your, your, your body's different. So this is my this is just my one my one argument. If I had to keep it simple. If you uh, put your hand in some dog shit or put your hand in a piece of shit, would you just grab some toilet paper and just wipe it off and then be done with it and be like, I'm good? Hell no. Right? That's what a bidet does. A bidet is a power force that shoots from the toilet, shoots out water, filtered water into your butthole and cleans it out. Filtered water being key. Right, and then when you use toilet paper, it's basically just drying up like a little. It's just a little finishing up. Some finishing right? touches. It, yeah, it's just it's just it's just putting a, a spit shine on your butthole, <laughs> right? And that's it's, a great it's, way to view it. It's, and it's and you, it's amazing, and you can get them. You can get solid ones for under a hundred bucks at Home Depot, and it takes seven minutes to install them. Every one of my bathrooms has a bidet. Already pays for itself, right? Dude, it's Worth amazing. It. And when I'm on the road, 
I'm so I'm so bummed. Yeah, because you must you probably feel like you're in like a third world country. Oh, not only that, dude. I am, dude. I take this serious. I also bought a stool to sit on, because to because because properly your body, your body is not positioned correctly to mat to maximize your shit. You need to have your feet kind of propped up. And oh, so to, you you have a stool? Oh, I got a stool for the so feet. I put my so feet on a stool. So you got like a real incline. So right, this is like why we're, so we're filming this one. Right, Damn it. Like I'm yeah. sitting like this and then I'm like I'm there and then I'm done. And it's just like I hit my bidet and and it's just it's amazing. It's amazing. And I have I have two different ones. I have one with a that's got a full force one like this comes out more powerful and the other one that doesn't come out as powerful just for you know for whatever your whatever your need yeah you and know, it got, everyone's got, got our own little, sensitivities right, down it's there. got little knobs for uh for women lady parts too it's got dude, and it's under a hundred bucks are you listening everybody i mean that's, that's not number one on the christmas asshole. item list for under a hundred bucks. And I can't emphasize this enough. I think I've been really into thinking about technology because, you know, I was one of those guys for a while where I'm like, oh, fuck social media and, and screw that, you know, I was, and then it came to my attention by some smarter people than me saying like, listen, man, to complain about all the new stuff, which is natural. You could not like it, but you yeah. got to come to grips with this is what's here and this is, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. It'd be like being in radio complaining about television. Oh, this yeah. TV, you know, it's no, this is the new thing, man. Either get on board or get out of the way. I have now been keen to thinking about that for all facets of our life. Toilet paper has not changed, really. Oh, you know, man. they don't even, like, it's not even, like, coming out. You'd think there'd be wet wipe rolls, Japan, right? You think right. Japan has them, Japan has them in there, like, like, I discovered bidets 20 years ago in Japan. I was there in a, in a basketball camp, and, uh, and they have them in just their hotels. Like, that's just, like, how they, how they row. But what you could do, we gotta what step you it up could America. do, here's what you could do. Here's what you could do if you don't have a bidet. Wet some toilet paper. Wipe, then grab wet toilet paper and get in there and wipe and then grab dry toilet paper and wipe again. It's your asshole, people. It's your asshole. It's with you all the time. You can't, you can't be like, I took a shit. I'm going to leave my asshole here. You have to have a bidet. And, and you have to clean your asshole. And ladies and gents, you got to think about that smell coming up to the other region. You know, if you want to get frisky with some oral sex, someone's right. going downtown. That, right. you know, you smells know, your balls start curdling up into you. Right. Never mind. Well, in the weekend, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go more sophisticated <laughs> a little bit. I, I just really wanted to, everyone to understand that because I want this to become a thing. And I think us as comedians, I, yeah. we have the power to push the market. I will, I will definitely. I have, you know, I got. A five minute bidet bit. Well, I can't wait to hear that. But I also want to shift towards the fact that I think it's a mental health issue. Imagine this. So your mental health? Yeah, think about this, dude. You're feeling down in the dumps, not that you know you take the pun in any way you want, but say you're you're if you're walking around with a really clean asshole, you're more confident. Immediately you're more confident. I you know what? I'm not gonna This is what I will say. I'm not trying to poke fun at mental health stuff, but I think this is what I will say. This is what I would say. When I have a bidet and I don't have a bidet, I do feel better. There you go. I do feel better. Uh-huh. But also, I've never not had a bidet and then thought I'm about to just be swallowed up in depression either. So when well, you say mental health issue, I'm not. I think that's a bit of a stretch. Yo, man, you don't have a bidet. That's why he killed himself. Well, I wouldn't think it'd be that much, but I think it's the little <laughs> it's, things we could do. But I. 
You know, I always but say I when do I'm feeling think- down, I go get a haircut. Just little things you can do to make oh, yourself feel happy. Of course, dude. I I feel like this is why <laughs> it would I be love- crazy if there wasn't someone suicide right. note. Where's the bidets and it's just the brains everywhere? <laughs> where the where the goddamn bidets at? Brains everywhere. But this is but to your point, what you are doing is getting into a bigger story, and this is why I am so pro Terrell Owens. I like that guy. This is why I'm so. I met him once. Nice guy. Uh, For the record, NFL Hall of Famer. I would not want him on on my team. Like if I started a team, like I would, I would have to have the right coach. Yes, I guess he's great, but I wouldn't want him on my team unless it was like a year contract. I know you, right? Got you for a year. You can behave. Yeah, you can minimize the risk. Keep him exactly. You're you're playing for the big contract. Highly motivated. That's how you got to do this. Like you'd be a great GM. But what To is is unquestionably he does not let people fuck with his happiness. And that is what the Pro Football Hall of Fame was doing. I get it. He was a bit of a he was a bit of a problem. So you don't you go look, dude. You was a problem. You have to admit you was a problem. We're not gonna put you in first ballot because those dudes were also model citizens. That's the best of the best. But second year you in. But when they didn't put him in that second year, and all of a sudden you fucking with his happiness. You were taken. You took the power away. So all he did. Was take the power back. Quick backstory, everybody. T.O. was third ballot Hall of Famer. Should have been first ballot. You're right. They make a good point with the second ballot thing. And he decided, I'm not going to go to Canton for your little birthday party, whatever song right. dance you guys do out there. I'm going to do my own thing in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, where I'm from and where I came up and learned the game of football. And, and that's I'm, I'm going to celebrate with my friends and family. I, and I like that. I'm still tying this into what you're saying. All right, now. cool, cool, man. Right? Turn to so if you ever and T.O. when he was up there on stage, he was like, I love me some me, which is great. But if you ever notice T.O., T.O. is always in great shape, always look good, always clean cut. And he's because he loves him to your point. Clean asshole. Yes. Sometimes you just need a haircut. Yeah. And you just like, oh, shit. But that's who T.O. ultimately loves himself unconditionally and we bash him for that because when when the stakes are in he bets on himself a hundred times out of a hundred and we're uncomfortable with that we're uncomfortable with that sort of confidence and charisma and stuff so we go yo man Yo, man, we do, you know we'll do our little haircuts and stuff. But why T.O. got to be? Yeah, T.O. is fucking always that. walking around with his tight shirts, always clean cut, always looking good. T.O.'s like 46 years old, dude. He, he ain't a young looks dude. fantastic. Right? Yeah. And he's still talking about being able to try out and wanting to play professional football because he loves it, but he does all the things that we're just like, we're having a bad day. We should get a haircut. But TL's like, no, no, no. I love me. I'm take I'm getting up, going to the gym. I'm eating right. I'm cutting my hair. Fuck you. I should be in the Hall of Fame. You try to fuck with my happiness? Nope. I'm having it at my spot, bringing in my people. Always. That's what happened with the Eagles, where he fucking flipped his lid. He was like, uh, he thought McNabb didn't have his back. Yeah. And he was like, yo, McNabb ain't got my back. Fuck this. This is me. I'm I was I was in shape. I didn't get tired during the Super Bowl. Remember he Yeah, I remember it, that. Right? Yeah, that was it was great, always, though. always 
him for better or for worse. Now, I think he was ahead of his time in that era a little bit with the way he. With all wide receivers have been kind of. If you that's think about true. like a wide receiver, I've always liked receivers because I was backs. One, but yeah, I mean, because it's that's like the biggest one-on-one aspect of the game. Because a running back, you're relying on offensive line. You know, and they got to create a hole. The quarterback's handing ball. Well, I mean, obviously with receivers, the quarterback has to get you the ball. But as far as at the line of scrimmage, DB versus you, corner, wide receiver, you are playing like a one-on-one thing. The two of them. That's why I think they have that chip on their Who shoulder. Who would you rather? Look, it's wide receivers, and not only that, it's defensive backs. They're the same dude. Yes, they are. They're interchangeable. But if you think the about fastest it, guys in the field. Who makes who makes the best uh, who makes the best uh, game analysis and stuff? Who do you want to interview? Always the wide receivers and the defensive backs, right? Who's better, Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, Tara Owens, Randy Keyshawn Moss, Johnson's great. Keyshawn I've Johnson, always liked his Chris color. Carter. Yeah, you get all those guys for that. Peyton Manning is great and entertaining, but he don't say shit about, no, you know, we could have made yeah. some plays. We could have made some plays. Tom Brady, you know, we, I, my guys, we were out there. We could have made some gave plays. 110%. Right? Like, we give 110%. Yeah. We'll be out there. We'll look at the film. But your best interview are those people because they have to have ultimate confidence in themselves. Why do we like as a society that. still tell people you need confidence but then if it's too much confidence we get uncomfortable because we get we're scared we're, what is it we're Afraid uncomfortable of when people we're uncomfortable with lots strain from the pack we're, like, no mm. we're uncomfortable when people uh uh are different than than the norm like like society sets up norms and when people steps out of those box we we get on we get uncomfortable we get uncomfortable with it that's why society is so it's getting better now, but for the on the whole, largely has been uncomfortable with the gay community. They go like, "This is different." Yeah, you're too flamboyant. Like, calm they're, down. They're not that, trying man. to fuck you. Yeah, I they're never just, got that. Like, yeah, who cares? They're you know? not. Tr- they're not going to touch you, and then all of a sudden, you got you're going to have to fuck them. They're just and people are just uncomfortable with shit. That if you think about it, like, what? Why? Why are you uncomfortable with someone that's gay? Like, it has no effect have, on you. Exactly, zero effect on your life whatsoever. I think it goes back to the confidence thing. Because if you're truly happy with yourself and confident and you love me, like we're, like that T.O. philosophy we're subscribing to right now, right. you're not going to get upset when someone else is living their best life. That's why relationships, but that's why relationships are always shit. Because people don't love themselves, so they get in relationships to find someone to love them. But the best relationships are people that love themselves already, and then those are the people that don't stand put up with bullshit. People that don't love themselves put up with bullshit all the fucking time. Damn, dude, you just blew my mind a little bit right, right there. This is, you give me Jameson and the microphone, I'm a bad motherfucker. I would like to talk to you about alcohol, but I, almost, I, wanna, I don't want to lose this train. We're on a good train right now, man. This is good pub talk. Right? So if you if you like, you like think about the relationships and you think about marriages and stuff and you just were able to say, like I, do, I used to do a bit about like the the actual real percentage of, hap- of happily married people are like, 10 to 5%. It's probably just because fair, there's yeah. people that don't want to leave and can't financially leave. And they just and, get right? like comfortable with whatever right. situation they're in. Right, right. This is it. This and that, know, but yeah. truly like happy. Like happy waking up people, in the morning. But, but this starts with if you love your, if you truly love yourself, then it's hard. Like if, if think about it, like say you truly love yourself and you're totally comfortable with yourself, right? 
You don't need someone to go out to go to dinner with you. You go out by yourself, right? That's you don't true. need someone to go to a movie with. You don't need someone to go to shopping with, right? You can do all of those things. You don't need that companionship because you love being by yourself. And then when you're in a relationship, it's harder for people like that because those people are the ones that struggle to compromise. The people that the people that they don't love themselves they're always willing to compromise they're always willing to compromise because they're fighting for your affection yeah right those people and then when you when you turn on them either one thing happened they're flabbergasted or they start making excuses for you right they start making excuses for why your behavior is like that because they are they don't love themselves and you said i love you and that's and they're replacing that love for self-love. So I always say, like I teach my kids, my number one goal is if you love yourself, then everything else will take care of itself. If you, if you don't love yourself, then you, you're making life way more difficult for that's you. A so that's, that's a great way to start. That's how I try to, to raise them. Like love your fucking self. Don't be relying on anybody else. Do all the shit that you want to do with your friends by yourself and see how you feel about it. Because as comics, you we like that's where comics get caught up at, right? Such a lonely business. We're on the road by ourselves so many times. And there's so many depressed fucking comics and they got all these deep dark thoughts. And then when you're on the road by yourself, you don't have anyone to talk to Just so if you don't love the yourself and yeah. you're in stand up it's that's a bad thing and stand up that 45 minutes is your only release well still got 23 hours I and 15 know, and that's minutes why, to kill that's why you hit the Jameson afterwards you hit other, the Jameson other and the other drugs and, and all the other shit and the next and thing then you the know mistakes coming. yeah you know what though let me ask you this is there such a worry that you love yourself so much that you almost can't receive love from others? Is that of ever course. a worry? Yeah? Of course. What do you yeah. say to that then? Well, okay, the answer to that is nothing is absolute. Nothing is foolproof. I can give you, I give you the best game plan for a team. I can give you the best way to write a joke. I can give you the best way to uh, police a nation. But nothing is foolproof. And part of that is that people always are trying to scheme. The other thing is just like, yeah, man, you got in the United States alone, there's over 300 million people. And they just, you ever just break something down with people that's inarguable and they still fucking find a way to argue? Of course. Because people yeah. don't want to accept. Oh, we got the sirens going by real quick, right? everybody. I think people are like, these motherfuckers are on to something. Let's get them. Yeah, man. The <laughs> fucking, here comes the thought police, everybody, coming at us with this great philosophy. That's, you're so, right, yeah, though, there's but no, I like there the honesty is nothing behind is, that, too. There's nothing absolute, dude. Of course you're going to find Don't you think a that, big problem is that people think everything is like, oh, there's a, there's a you know, black and white side of everything. There's the, a yes and a no and a, a yin and a yang when really there's a lot of gray area to things, too. Um, There's so much gray area. There's so much gray area. But that's when you have to put your own personality and your own way, your own interpersonal and intrapersonal relationships with people around you. And you let that decide. You let that decide if that's going to be. Yo, I I got siblings. I love my mom and this and that. So, you know, my my love of self has to take a backseat. Because my family and I have to be there for my family because 
people that love themselves are selfish loners they they tend to do things by themselves they're they're involved they're always acquiring knowledge yes. they're always right that's true search of, i think of all the loners and they're always things they're doing things it, yeah. and they, they like they'll be like yeah i'll show up but they have no intent on but then showing people who up love and themselves and, and it rubs people the wrong way okay yeah and those people sure. and and that's not that's not the people that people this, this they're not wrong it's that person who has to be able to to adapt and you also have to be able to accept what it is like if you can find you know, everything in life is about balance. It starts like the the shit you're good at and the shit you're bad at. The idea in life is to take your shit that you're bad at and raise it to an acceptable amount of good. So you can that bring that means just that's how you become your better you. Yeah. You keep your good shit, but you take what you're bad at and you try to raise that that level of of whatever it is to an acceptable level where you can be the best version of yourself. Yeah, that's a great way to describe that. I just also think, though, with the whole loving yourself strongly, and yes, a lot of those people do tend to be loners, but I know a lot of people who I know love themselves very well, and part of what they love about themselves is their ability to be there when a friend needs them. I think they love that they have a generosity to them and all that kind of stuff. Of course. So there's there's that side of things. There's all life. facets well, of loving yourself. I just want people yourself. thinking that everyone who loves themselves <laughs> this, well. Man, I love sirens, this. Dude. This sounds this, this, something's burning down. Yeah, someone told me that people actually like it because it's like a real thing. You know what I mean? Like when there's right. background noise. Of course. I, I, I recorded one time at a bar, and um, it wasn't that loud because it was before... It was at Galway Bay Pub, you know, over there on Diversity. Yeah. And so you'd hear some smattering of drinks in the background, and people were like, oh, that sounded cool. You should do that more often. I've yeah. thought about it, but I can't trust doing it at a time of night where there's, you know, 35 assholes in the background being loud going, what are they recording? You know of what course. I mean? Like a lot of right. jerk-offs at bars. But uh, also, if you want to crack that one open even more, that's fine, because I've probably lost about five pounds right now. No, yeah, it's warm up here. We are hot. upstairs. At the Laugh Factory in the offices. I don't know if this window is. Mm, nah, dog. We just got to plow through it. All right, we'll plow it would help it. If it's we okay, just, though. Hold on. Here, yeah. Down. Pause it. All right, well, that's as high up as the window is going to go. That's fine. All right, I just didn't want because I know you're right there. I don't want you sweating. I want to be nice to my guests here I'm and all good, that. Um, all yeah. right, well, dude, I like that. I like where you're going with that. Let me also ask you this, though. I'm going to pivot a little bit here. Well, I'm sure we'll weave in and out of all this. Uh, I like the deep stuff, too, man. You uh, know what, though? Here's the thing, man. We Because I'm learning from it. We, I, never uh, really, I never thought of it in that regard, you know? We have always, you know, we don't cross paths a lot but what we do is like what's up what's up i know man we'll sit there and have a drink and hang out and you know i would come in every now and again i don't do with cysk i mean i just don't i just i'm gone enough like Like, you're on the road a lot so when you're home yeah dude it's hard for me to get i hear you unless i'm going up to to create new material then and then i'm up but and we'll always we've always uh we've always uh got along well so this shit oh hell yeah i've always it's not like you're gonna make me uncomfortable with Oh no, I'm not. Or, oh, I'm not changing or, subject because of uh, any yeah. kind of uncomfortability. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I've, we've talked about everything on this podcast. Uh, people who listen know that I've, I've probably said some shit that I haven't, shouldn't have said. <laughs> you know, run my mouth about people sometimes. Um, but it's all a good love. I feel like sometimes I'm just too honest to a fault, I suppose. But yeah, you're right though, dude. You and I, yeah, we don't always see each other that often. When we do, it's always like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And all that fun stuff. Yeah, I think because we're both. Uh, not to cheapen ourselves, because sometimes I feel like in comedy, it's like we're regular dudes. It almost makes it seem like we're, you know what I mean? It's almost like comedy's a weird thing where it's like, we're well, approachable to everyone. Like, I remember one time someone said, like, oh, you seem like a really like normal, well-adjusted guy. And I'm like, in comedy, that feels like an insult, which is weird. Right. Well, no, yeah, we're, we're, approachable. we're approachable to everyone. We could talk about every subject. Yeah, man. We're not like, 
we're not shy. We can walk into a room and get along with anyone. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't matter who's in the room. We'll, well get along I, with them, I feel like. I, I want to work. And we don't like, bullshit. I, I'm there to work. Yeah. And I, I, I once had a friend that dated a friend who was a comic, and they broke up, and it was a bad breakup. And I was in a room That's with rough. him, and that person wanted me to take sides. And I went out of my way to buy that other person a shot to be like, no, this is my fucking office. Whatever, y'all chose to do that shit. And even though that person, I don't agree with what that person did, but that's how relationships go. And that shit, outside of physical violence, I, I'll turn the other cheek. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, that's that, smart. Because you're, cause now you're... Now, I have to get involved when people tell you don't date comics or whatever. That's yeah. not true for everyone. No, that's but there is a risk, whatever, because of shit like that that'll happen. And now you are asking me to take sides in that matter. And I'm like, no. See, I, that's like, why you're a good comic, though. You don't get like sucked into a lot of the gossipy parts of being a comedian. I don't even know most every of the gossipy parts. Every workforce has gossipy parts. So I'm not just ragging on you know my own kind here, but. There, the, but you know, you've seen there are certain comics who just they can't wait to like get involved in every little thing. Where you're just like, no, you're right. This is my office. Yeah. I'm here to work. I'm here to get funny. And yeah, we're gonna have some fun along the way. But don't don't suck me into that shit. That's that's your own thing. You leave that at home. You can or do deal two with things. Outside. You can run a joke by me, which I prefer you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but you can run a joke by me, and you can put a drink in front of me. Other than that, I, other than that, there's really not anything that. That should be said. Like I don't need to hear yeah. stuff about your personal life unless you I mean, know, unless you're if struggling. We're, or you're but like, if we're, hey, but need, if we're you know, close, I already know that. Good point. It's a good point. You're already gonna know for sure. If we're close, damn, I kind of already know that, and you know that you could tell me that anywhere. Maybe you chose to tell me at the workplace. But you could tell me that anywhere, and it just so happens to be in the workplace. But if you, if I don't really know you, and now you're putting all of this shit on me, dog, I, I'm about to go on stage. Man. Yeah, I mean, you don't need. That, I man. will. I'm like, I'm not a dick. I'm like, like fuck your problems. You need, like, <laughs> fuck you. You go home and and do whatever. But yeah, like, go, I will. Here's a quote. Go, really go call your mom. Go cry to her. I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want that. I'm trying to be smart enough to stay away from that energy. Sometimes I'll admit I definitely get sucked into some gossipy stuff there. I love to hear it. It's fun to hear. It's yeah, so fun to hear. I don't want to be a participant. Oh. Oh I don't want to be. I don't, don't want to be part of the story. I'll hear the story. Let me give me. Yeah. The, let me know the players. It's, but I don't want to be mentioned. It's fun to, to hear. Like I don't wish it on anyone, but it's fun to, to hear how people have meltdowns in life. Yeah. It's fun to watch their life fucking go up in flames. I don't, I've, I've, I've snapped like a few I, times. I've I know enjoyed, my name's been passed around. I've enjoyed the uh, whole Louis C.K. thing. Yeah. How, I've, enjo- I've enjoyed that meltdown. What's the penalty? Meltdown. That's the big thing. That's why I talked about that with Lisa Traeger on last week's episode, which, by the way, you guys could go back and listen to all the past episodes. None of them are, like, time sensitive. It's not like... Oh, I listened to the one from April, and all they talked about was April shit. No, you could you could hear it anytime. Anyhow, though, with that, the big talk about now that we didn't really get into so much with Lisa, uh, I guess we did a little bit, but what I think Lisa was basically saying he needs to actually talk about what he did because I guess he did write that thing that was kind of an apology, but kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? I thought he said 
Yeah, I did all of those he, things. He owned up to he it. He owned up to it. And I thought it read like an apology, even though he didn't officially say, I'm sorry. But uh, dude, I, you know what? You know, people, I've, seen, people, I've seen apologies where they don't say I'm people sorry. People are it's an apology so like. bad at apologies. Dude. They are, right? What dude, is that? I, I, apologies are the... I admit I'm wrong people, all the time. People think am, that the word so. sorry means apology when it doesn't mean apology. Because li- listen, here's a non-apology sorry. Kev, man, I can't believe you came in and you uh, bumped me on my stage and then you always do that to me. You single me out and you never, you, like, you don't, you, every time I'm on, you and me doing the show together, you single me out. And I go, and this is my response, hey, Joe, I'm sorry you feel that way. Is that an apology? No, and I also that's not a fucking apology. But not, you heard the word "sorry." I didn't care for you an impression of me either, man. I don't think that was that good either. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, well, you heard I'm the sorry word you "sorry" feel that way, or I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. I'm sorry I'm you sorry think. I put you in that I'm position. I'm sorry you isn't think one. that about me. Yeah, that's, that's not. That's not an right. apology, dude. People I, are so poor. You don't have to say the exact words. Right. You just dude, have to convey some sort of like some you sort it right. These are those that apology and apology that I hate the most. Are the apologies after the fact? I and I know that's that's what people do. To me, real sincere apologies are: you do something, and that person doesn't know you did something, but you're so sorry for it that you tell that person. That's really the only true apology. All other apologies, even though they are accepted, and I'm not saying that they shouldn't be accepted. I am only telling you from my point of view. The well, I'm sorry that you think that way. <laughs> <laughs> the only real apology is apologizing before you get caught. That's the because That's I'm not true, saying yeah. I'm not saying that you're that. saying you're sorry, but you ain't sorry enough to confess afterwards. I bet you. See, then I'm going to be clear on this. I'm not saying that you don't feel guilt about doing something. I'm not saying that you're going, I know this is wrong. I feel bad about that. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is if you do something and you decide to try to bury it rather than admit to it and then you get caught and then you apologize. You have to apologize because people want you. Just say you're sorry. Because well, right? acknowledging, want, right, if to, you don't to, acknowledge, to, people to, think to you're crazy. Acknowledge it. But, yeah. the, but the only real apology for that is just to go, look, it's to admit to all of that. I'm sorry I shouldn't have did that. But, but a real apology is, I'm sorry I shouldn't have did that. But what you have to understand about me is, I'm a piece of shit. And some like I do, I'm very selfish or I'm self-centered. I have a drinking problem. I have all of this going on in my life, which makes me this. I am sorry, but you have to understand that this isn't really just about you. Like I'm just a piece of like yeah. I'm like going deeper. But if you go it, deeper you know? than that, that's complete ownership of an apology 
after the fact. Yo, yep, you got, man, you caught fucking your wife. Yeah, man, caught fucking my wife. I mean, I'm so sorry. Sorry to you and the kids for what I put you through. But, I mean, honestly, I'm a piece of shit. And if you guys stay with me, I will try to do better. But I can't promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, can't, I can't promise I'm going to do better. But I'm going to try my so best to do better. So would that person need to get help then? Wouldn't they be like a prime candidate where it's like, I, I, I acknowledge what I did was wrong. Help for what? What's what's the diagnosis? I don't know. What is Louis' diagnosis? Sexual deviant? He's a sexual deviant. Deviant. That's got to be it. He's a sexual deviant. Because the only way I feel like it's a crime is if they got up and tried to leave and he didn't let them leave. And he was like, yo, but you got to... Yeah, he no, didn't no, do no. That, I got actually. some new te- I got some new jerking off techniques. I think his punishment. <laughs> Agreed me. What do you think about this? Right? <laughs> right? What do you think like about this? this right? Like right? Yeah. Both hands. When have you seen that? I don't before? think you got the dick for both right? hands, buddy. That's that's then that becomes a crime. Yeah, people that's, try that's to leave, bad. you don't let them leave. I think, I think his punishment is, uh, is that he he lost fans, and there's going to be some people. That don't accept him. His his star, his stock too. His yeah. star stock, whatever, whatever yeah. no longer shines as bright as it did. That's his punishment, and people might want it to be more punishment, but that's what it is. If you technically didn't commit a crime, he technically did not commit a crime. He invited some people over in his house. Whooped his dick out, jerked off. Now, there's other stories out there about him. I don't know if they're true or not. I'm only going by what it's out there and acknowledge. And I get that there's people that feel a certain way. The people that he did that in front of feels a certain way about that. And that is like, that'd be like, it's just like what he did in some ways is worse than what Pee Wee Herman did. Right, but Pee Wee Herman did was a crime. Yeah, he jerked off in a public place. He jerked off in a public place. Pee Wee, -wee, you can't be doing that. Louis C.K. actually did was worse. What Louis C.K. did was worse. He invited people back to his place with the intent of going, I'm a jerk off in front of my friends, people that look up to me and worship me. Pee Wee Herman was like, I just go on, I just gonna go there and jerk off. I don't want anyone to see me. I'm yeah, going there. Right? He doesn't go in there and be like, look at me. I'm right? He wasn't <laughs> like that. He went there and that that was, but that's a crime. That is stated. It's yes. a crime. But what Louis C.K. did was worse. But it's not a crime. And his punishment for committing a non-crime sexual deviant act is his star will be not shown yeah, it's a as bit bright. It's yeah. going to be hard for him to ever get a star on the Walk of Fame. Will he ever get that? Probably, Probably not, not now. No. Right? What do you he think would- about the people who believe? So the, there's the women. There's a few women. I mean, there's a lot. There's several women, actually. But a few in particular have said that it that Louis C.K.'s manager, Dave Becky, that's not, not a secret. Everyone knows me. He's one of the biggest comedy managers on the planet. Yeah. Still reps a lot of big names. Uh, was kind of blocking those women from coming forward way back when this happened initially because there hasn't been a claim since after 2007. And this, these women said it first happened in 2001, I want to say, at the Aspen Comedy Festival. I might be wrong by a year or two, but yeah. anyway, you get what I'm saying. Some people think that he should almost financially compensate them for hurting their careers and preventing them because 
you know, maybe they could have gone on and done bigger things if they if that guy, that big Hollywood player, Dave Becky, wasn't yeah, blocking them. He could. So maybe. I wonder if there's almost like a civil suit, or if maybe he should uh, just be a good enough guy to like say, "Hey, here's a couple maybe. hundred grand," which probably wouldn't even hurt him. Listen, maybe. yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe. I guess we don't have the fucking answer. What do <laughs> we know? We're two guys drinking Jameson Listen, in a hot ass room. Dr- we're yeah. drinking Jameson. Figure out life right? like yeah, the rest of you kids out there, right? Like, maybe. I'm not. Listen, this is what I'm. This is what I'm not. Is uh, I, I like not. how you were just like maybe. Yeah, I don't yeah, fucking maybe. know. Yeah. Good. Right? Like I'm not like I'm be like. So nothing I like about like, it. When you when you know your shit, you're passionate. You'll be like, here's what I believe. When you don't, you're like, yeah, I don't know. Right. Well, I wish more people I subscribe only, to that. I look at new. I this is it's just like how I feel about uh uh. There's two ways to argue. One is the absolute wrong way, which is what most people do, and that is. To I think you're argue. fucking wrong there. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Is when you argue to win. Arguing to win is the wrong way about arguing. That's what lawyers do. Lawyers argue to win. They don't argue. They don't argue whether it's the issue is right or wrong. They're arguing to win. I represent my client. That's they true. don't go. They do. I represent my client. My client, sorry, you are in the wrong. I will step. I am going to turn on you. They go, as my client, I represent you. I am still going to try to get you off, even though you committed murder, even though I believe you should pay money for your children. That's arguing to win. And that's how we argue, right? Where, because we watch those lawyer shows. (laughs) Right. But if if I'm passionate about something to arguing, that means if I'm going to argue with you, that means I've already looked at your side your point of view and I don't agree with it. So if I don't agree with your point of view, now I can argue it because you're giving me your point of view. But if I don't know your point of view, then I'm not fucking arguing because I don't know. Right? I don't know. So I'm not going to argue to win something because I'm emotionally invested in if I don't know. Right? Yes, so when you when I you like talk that. about Louis CK, I'm like, I don't I don't know. I don't practice law. I've never been like I've never been in that situation. Now, granted, women have sexually yeah, assaulted me. On. Go back and listen to that stuff, guys. I yeah. have been sexually assaulted by women oh, countless I times, oh, right? I have too, yeah, countless times. But it doesn't emotionally affect. There, it doesn't. Us yeah, it's different. like it does yeah. that. It's uncomfortable, flattering too at right, times. But. I don't. But that, that doesn't make me an authority on what you, yeah. compensation, what's the compensation that Louis C.K. potentially should give to people where the percentage of actually making it is very low very anyway, low, right? Yeah. You're fucking hitting the lottery anyway. So you're saying that Louis C.K. should pay out lottery tickets that they might not have hit anyway? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You're right. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I love the way you said That's maybe. right. Maybe. Like, but I'm not going to say he he definitely should or he definitely should. Yeah. Right? I think that his punishment is his star. His star is dimly lit. And he'll still sell out. But there'll be people that'll come there and fuck up shows. Yeah, he and got he'll it. have it yeah, coming. Yeah, he's going to have there'll some There'll be people stuff, there. Yeah. They'll scream out shows. And they'll come. Someone there'll will be buy people a there. just to go after him. There'll be people there that won't. Right, he might get movies or this and that, but he won't get the shit that he used to get, and that's a punishment for doing some shit. You know, he was a guy that comedians. Being, he was just being a fucking creep. Yeah, 
right? And and there's a punishment also, there needs to be a worse a word. I was talking about that. I think with Lisa last week. I don't know if I made it under the podcast or somewhere dicking around about. Don't you think the word creep isn't mean enough or isn't like accurate enough? Because when women say that guy's a creep, I've been told women will tell me, "Hey, when we say he's a creep, we mean he's a really really bad guy." And I'm like, you understand when I hear creep, I think of the dude who eats paste in grade school. I don't think of right, right, some guy right, who's right, going right. to pin you we, up against the wall. It's like, creep is getting creep. creep is, needs to, we need a worse word. Is my no, point. no, 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 no. What we need to do is separate creep from weirdo. Yeah, there, that's fair. So once we separate radio creep from creep, was about right, a weirdo. But that yeah. dude is a dude's eating paste on the wall. You're a weirdo. It's a weirdo. What's wrong with you? It's come a weirdo. Right? Like, yeah, but a creep but people is say like, he gives oh, me the creeps. Oh, shit. Like, that's somebody that's... That's, that's someone, someone in your basement. Away that's from your someone yes, that exactly. brings you that's to the point. house and jerks off in front of yeah. you and makes you watch. And doesn't ask. Right? And don't ask. Right? That's a fucking a creep. I think what kills me, though, with talking about Louis C.K. is just seeing it in the public forum where there'll be someone saying, all right, well, let's, let's figure this out. What does he need to do? And then people will be like, don't apologize for him. And we're like, whoa, I didn't apologize for him. I'm just asking the question. There, are, I think as men... Sometimes we'll just be like, well, well, how long is it? And they go, well, there's not a time frame. And it's, and it's like, well, I'm just asking. And then if we'll say, well, he didn't rape someone. And they're like, well, no, they don't like you making any kind of differential between what the here's, extreme. Well, I don't. Here's that's the where it gets a little tricky sometimes because you want to be on the right side of these things. This, but you, we're genuinely this curious. Is, this is the question that people don't. This is what people don't like to do because they don't want to own their shit. They love, we love to judge, we love to marginalize. But here's the question Someone did something really fucked up to you. What would you like them to do to atone? Or what would you do to atone for that situation? Right? That's how you answer that. Right? That's, like, a, that's that, a good way to that look person, at it, yeah. Like you should go, hey, hey. So when they ask the question, you, you go, you question. go to those girls reject your front off and be like, what would you want him to yes, do? Yes, their opinions are the ones like, we should right. care the most about. And then you do that, and then you 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 take that, and then you you take that to Louis C.K. and you go, Louis, this is what the women should do. And then Louis, this is this is what I would do in that situation if I'm Louis, right? Yo, Bozeman, you got you jerking off in front of these girls, and you know how hard you come. It's fucking you shot everywhere. It's fucking gross, and they want you to do this. And I would go, all right, I'm gonna do that, but then also on top of that, I'm gonna do this to make things right. It's just like I've owed people money and didn't pay them and avoided them, but then when I paid them. I gave them their money plus a little extra interest for the inconvenience. Very right? nice of you. That's very that, gentle. That's, that, that's that's the same philosophy. Yes. That that philosophy is just is a monetary thing, but it should it should so apply he for owes everything. Them right? Social interest. Oh, in you all right? I owe you a hundred bucks, or it is one hundred twenty bucks. Hey, Louis, can you go and maybe speak to people? Yes, I'm gonna speak to people, but also, you know what? I just set up a foundation or i or or i gave there you go i like that he should do that money i gave that amount of money or instead of giving just this money i'm actually going to speak about it right you want me to like to but not in public but i'm going to speak to the people that the need to do it and then i'll put that out there so people can know that like i like it's just the same thing yeah he's a he's a sexual he's a sexual 
deviant. He's a he's a predator in that way. He is, yes. He is a predator he's in that way. That. But he was smart enough to actually not commit a crime. I heard someone had told me back before this all came out, because as comedians, we know this was the worst kept secret in comedy. I mean, yeah. it, didn't everyone kind of... I had heard about this back in 2011, 2012, right. that he was jerking off in front of people. Right. And uh, I heard he did this when he was married because he didn't think of it as cheating. He would say to women, like, can I masturbate in front of you? And, and he would say, well, no. it's not technically cheating. That's what someone had told me. So I that's weird that in his brain he's thinking, I'm no. getting off. Or do you was, believe that's not what it went down as? I don't know. I think mean, he, I very well could have say it. I mean, he very well could have said it. This is what I think. Because people forget he was married during times, all these claims. How many times in your younger days, or do you know of anybody in your younger days, you say shit you don't mean just to be able to do it? Right? You know, like, like, you know, like there's so many people like, you know, I got a wife, but we, we're in an open relationship. You kind of find out you're not in an open relationship. You say whatever the fuck you're going to say to try yeah. to get that shit done. You all got a wife, but I don't, this isn't really cheating. He might be thinking this is a, this is entirely cheating. Oh, of course. But I'm saying what but I want to say to get this shit done. Thinking that they like won't be as grossed out. Right. I he's, yeah, you're he's right. just trying That's to get that call. done. It's not like. He was, yeah, he's cheating on he's his homework. It's not like he's cheating. It's, he might. Could he? Once again. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know what's going maybe. on in that brain. That should be the name of this this episode. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, could I, you I, be? Yeah, could could he been thinking that it's not really cheating? Yeah, maybe. Sure, right, right. But he also could have been. What's going on that? I'm saying whatever it takes <laughs> to get the fucking pull my dick out. And jerk yeah, off you're right. Because that's what that's how, how deviants think. How, right, they're they're like, like addicts. Do you think sex addiction's a real thing? No. No. Because here, here's my theory about that. I used to do a bit about it. Maybe I'll bring it back because I don't think I recorded anything. Anyway, though, um, it's, it is funny because whenever someone gets caught cheating, any celebrity, it's immediately, Tiger, Tiger Woods, I'm a sex addict. It's all this. And it's a way to almost try to garner up sympathy from the public, I feel like. And most people don't believe that shit. They go, oh, they're just saying that to, because they got caught. And I was always thinking, man, it'd be funny if there was someone out there who's like, oh, yeah, I'm a sex addict. Like, oh, do you cheat on your wife constantly? No, I'm faithful as hell. I just fuck her all the time. It's just, yeah. it's really a nuisance, and it's really, you know, she'll be cleaning, and then we're fucking. She'll be doing this, and then we're fucking. I always thought that would be that kind of funny Here, gag if that person existed, but that person doesn't seem to exist. Here's why, here's why I don't think it's a, it's a sex addict. All right? Or it's this a real thing, called yeah. deductive reasoning on my part. Deductive reasoning with Kevin Bozeman at the Kill Gallon Pub. It's a good name of it. I like that as like a, a YouTube Check uh, it out. show. Check it out. You have a drinking problem, right? Let's just say no. Not, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. You do, you do, but let's say let, I've you have better a since I'm a, I'm a And you go, you go, you go, you have a problem, right? The way they do, they tell you, well, 12 steps programs, no more drinking for the rest of your life. Drug problem, no more drinking the rest of your life. A fucking problem? You think they tell people no you more can't fucking fuck anymore the rest of your life? But Damn, if dude. that's true, that's if point. that right, if that's if if that is true, that they can just get you to fuck occasionally, why can't they apply those same principles to drinking and alcohol? Yeah, we gonna teach you how to drink socially. We gonna treat you how to do drugs socially. You know why? Because they can't. Because it's an because addiction. It's a fucking problem. Oh, but sex, unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, this whole you should you should have a fucking you should be but a professor sex, at a top sex university, man. Is not, you're sex teaching is me not so a, much. Wait, right? You can't. You're telling me you got I'm a learning. problem? Are you still fucking? Then how do you? Yeah, you're how right. Did you they beat would never it? say stop. How fucking. did you beat it? How oh, did you? How did yeah, you learn? You fucked again, you'd be how did again. you learn how to fucking oh, fuck man. occasionally? What's your secret? Fuck me. I used to, to think, learn how to fuck 
Occasionally. Yeah. How did you learn How'd that? How'd you cut back? Cause wow. people Because people have been going to a rehab for drinking, gambling. You can't, right? All of those Brilliant. people can't do that shit anymore. But fucking, no, no, no. We can teach you how to. Yeah. No, so you're no, right. That'd be if great. If you're asking me. I've never been to anything. Like, that's the last thing I want to do is to not be able to do shit ever again. Yeah, I, I, that scares right. me. Because I've, I've got friends who are... never do shit ever again. i got friends who are recovering. A good friend of mine, he hasn't had a legal drink in his life. He went to AA like a month before his 21st birthday. And I, I partied with him from 16 to 20. And that dude, yeah, he, yeah. he, was, he went hard. But to me, it's weird to think he's going to go his whole life without having a, a, a legal drink right, as a because citizen. Because you can't... Because because he, he had right, how many times too, Robert Downey Jr. figured it out before he became Iron Man? Like yeah, yeah. constantly, constantly in rehab. Demi Lovato, like constantly, constantly in it's rehab. Always happening. Const- they're not teaching her how to do heroin occasionally. Just have a little it's dose. It's your birthday. It's your birthday, Demi. Just you, you guys know, know the expression "tie one on" is a heroin expression. Oh, I only just found that oh, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, tie yeah, it around. Yeah. Right, cool. but for fucking no, no, no. Right, they're I, not, right, right. You're dead on, dude. Right? I can't believe it, man. You've definitely right? opened up my you, eyes. You to can't. That. That's wow. You can't occasionally fuck, and then all of a sudden, no, I'm fine. Because you don't want to fuck. You don't right. go and fuck dude, anybody else. You're so right. No, you I, changed me. I went. I went to rehab. I learned. Yeah, I learned how. Just one. They literally taught me how to keep it in my pants. One nut. Twice a week is I'm all I'm down to I three do. orgasms you a week. You give me yeah. my two nuts a week, I'm fine. Yeah, I just have some hummus. I relax. That's the 12 steps of that, too. Um, you go back and apologize to anyone you've right, ever had exactly. premature sex so with. Or, all, sorry, all I came too early that one time. All that shit's the same. So if you You're dead me, on, man. I, my, so if you ask me, I don't believe. Well, now I don't believe either. And this is, I'm not, I don't normally go. I, I thought we were going to get into it. It's, it's rare. There's been... Not rare because I think I'm pretty good about it, but it's rare nowadays people in general could change their minds on something when good evidence is presented. Uh, the only time I've ever had some people, there's that documentary schooled about how terrible the NCAA is, and I've had friends who are like, no, fuck that. The NCAA athletes shouldn't get paid. It's, they're getting a free education. Then I show them that documentary, and then later they go, oh, I was way wrong. That's like one of the only things right. I've seen. That's how good that documentary is. Yeah, and that's how good your case was because I used to think like, why, why couldn't you be addicted to sex? Sex is one of the greatest things in the world. Why couldn't you be addicted to something that great? Of course. That's that how my, my right. thinking. But your deductive reasoning totally reversed my entire position on that. You're right. You're right. It's not, it's, you're, but so this though, right. but so you say so you are a deviant, someone who needs sex constantly. There's no cure for that. That's just your makeup, right? Right. right. You just need, eventually, eventually listen, your testosterone eventually, will drop. Eventually, eventually, life will work itself out. There you go. Right. So if you're a those people don't love right? themselves. You, right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. A crackhead and a a crackhead and a drunk, right? And a gambling problem. That shit don't change. You could be sixty, or like your boy, twenty, and still fucking pound alcohol. But if you sixty, you don't fuck like you. No. No. I, I defy you. Even I with Viagra you. and all, see, I defy all you drugs. to fuck somebody. Get up, put your clothes on, and try to meet someone and fuck someone else again at the age of sixty. Not happening. The fuck out of here. Life. Even lead singers lose their voice life, at the end. Right, life. <laughs> your dick is your voice. Life yeah. fixes sexual oh, addiction. Yeah, you're right. Life fixes it. All right. Well, that's a very good. That's that's a, all right. I wanted to I wanted to get that out of the way with the whole Louis thing. It's uh, you're right, man. Um, you know, summarizing it, it's his, his star is dimmed, and it's funny to me because. He did, he worked so hard. I mean, obviously, he went through the industry in the beginning of his career, but 
he kind of went around the industry in the latter part, the last five to six, seven years of his career, where he was like, I'm going to film my own special, produce it myself, take my own money, and sell it direct to fans for five bucks. I don't need this middleman bullshit. I don't need to go through all these people and have them getting cuts yeah. here and there. And, and for, I think a lot of comedians, a lot of entertainers in general were like, that's the way to do it. We, yeah. People were really digging that. And, um, and now he's going to have to rely on that more than ever. It's almost like he was this dude, because he's a smart guy. People, you know, he's, you could be a sexual hey demon man, and be very smart. I'm not saying smart. this because it's us, but comedians are, are smarter than smart. Yeah, I would agree. Comedians are smarter than smart. You no, know, and I hope, I hope people Listen, realize man, that. Uh, yeah, because you have to have that type of after, brain, I feel after like. After Cosby, nothing will shock me. If you, that dude, was still the you, most shocking one, right? If you see... If you pull up some old school Cosby and his take on social issues and like it's like Jesus Christ, dude, this dude is so in tune with everything and culture and this and that. And then come to find out, listen, you can debate whether or not he's guilty, but if you put a gun in I'm a gambler. Like I there's nothing like you can I can do I have a gambler? Maybe. I don't that's how I feel. Yeah, you maybe. Might. Yeah, right? maybe. I might. Yeah. I might. I don't know. Listen, maybe. Yeah. Listen, I'm a gambler. You put a gun in my hand, be like, did Cosby? Has Cosby ever uh, drugged and raped anybody? Yeah, that's it. I, I'm not even considering You're it. Even blinking. Yep. Yeah. You pull the trigger or give me my uh, hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would hope you do for more than Jesus that. But I hear you. Yeah. Hundred dollars of your life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred bucks. Yeah. You got a gambling problem. Hundred bucks. <laughs> Right, like I'm a hundred times a hundred, right? Like, and if you, if you, but if you listen to like his take on social issues and like how well connected he is and the shit, but a lot of times people do shit like that to make them feel better about the shit that all they the do. Bad stuff. It's like we've seen it a million times with all these dudes, you know, they're hipster type guys who are like overtly. Anyone, I, 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 had, I had a tweet about this recently too. The people who are, are over the top in support of something, now some people have that passion, don't get me wrong, but whenever I, it was men who were I'm a male feminist. I'm a feminist. I'm hate, and they, they're men who shit on other men constantly, and they're going out of their way, like obnoxiously. I'm talking right. about obnoxiously going out of their way because right. some people might be like, no, nah, he's just a good guy. You could tell. I, I remember seeing some of those dudes going like, I don't Boy, trust yeah. these fucking yeah, guys. And then, they, and then they turn out to be scumbags. Right. So many of those dudes have turned out where women are like, no, stay away from me. He's a piece of shit. I, he got alone with me and he, got, he forced himself. Well, of course, because they're projecting this image of themselves as being this one way because they know deep down they're fucking scummy. You right? want to know who I think the worst of the worst is? The absolute worst person in the world is? I give you three guesses. All right. Is it the white person who says they're not racist that it really is? Or because no, I this know this is a specific, a specific type. Because I've I've been this is a really specific person. Like, like no, a no, name? no, those those people are like a type those people person. are like a blip on my radar now. No, I, I mean like the people like, who are like I've liberal. Been so dis- like, like, I'm a liberal right. and I'm this, yeah, but yeah, really yeah, it's right, like yeah. I don't fucking trust you. No, 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 no. no like no, the no, white person who hates white people. This is what they say. This is what they say. I voted for Obama. Okay. And this this is another this is another thing. Right when they when they go whenever you hear, listen, man, I I think I think Martin Luther King was one of the greatest human beings. On the face of the earth, but okay. Yeah. Well, here we go. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I, know, I know this is going okay. south. All right, no, no, so this is a this type is a of worse. person. This is no. This is a person. This oh, there's is a name. one person. This is a person that I think is the worst person possibly ever. Give me three guesses. 
All right, they're famous. You know obviously. what my monogram is. You know what my podcast is mostly about. So that's that's my clue. Oh, Kobe Bryant? No. no. Well, no, it's the Ball Jesus Hog Christ. podcast, man. It's the Ball Hog, but it's all I did I was, was say, just Kobe letting was you know that man. it's a sports. It's a sports. Oh, figure. so an NBA guy. It's a sports. Figure. Oh, sports figure, but not basketball. I'm trying to get more clues. You have too many clues if you're giving me that. Just, oh, so, oh, so, oh, so it's not a name. It's not an actual person. It's, a it's type an of actual person. person. Oh, okay. Who who happens to be a sports figure? <sighs> Actual person has to be a sports. And think about what we've talked about. TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. It's not oh, TikTok. Roger Goodell. No. No? That's not a bad guess, though. Um, TikTok, TikTok, like, oh, TikTok. This is your making me a guess for uh, NFL. Oh, uh, Jerry Jones. No. Fuck, the worst, absolute worst no, person. An old, an old white man, is ex- he's exactly who I think he would be. He's oh, not the worst. okay, now I know. <laughs> right? I know he's not the now. worst. Yeah, when he does that shit, I'm he's, like, oh, well, God. Yeah, of course. He's, I'm not shocked at yeah, that. I'm not God. shocked at anything Jerry Jones does. It's fucking in his yeah, wheelhouse. the suits he wears, It's in his wheelhouse. I got gotcha. you. Um, absolute worst. Ooh, ooh, wait. Wait. It's this obscure... When you said Jerry Jones, you were actually close, but close in vicinity. Close. Oh, like Texas. Yeah. That state. There it is. Is it Johnny Manziel? God, I can't. No, I'm I'm taking bad guesses now. Those three. Yeah, I fucked up, man. Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong, son of a bitch. There you go, sports figure. <laughs> fucking sociopath, people said. Bill Burke called him a sociopath fucking, on a bicycle. He is but he ended up raising a ton of money. fucking worst. Right. That's yeah. why he's the worst. Because, he, because he, he did all of that good shit, and it's stacked on evil. Right? It's it's all that's why he's the worst. Because it's all the good shit, but you know he did it because it's he he did it on some evil level. Is some but look at all the good stuff he did. But he did that shit based on fucking evil. It's like the guy who's buying his wife flowers when he's having an affair. Right, he right, he right, he did that shit on evil, like based. On evil, he cheated, he manipulated, he threatened, he ruins people's lives, he fucking made life miserable for him to get to where he got, and once he got all of that, he started doing good. Don't you fuck this up for me, I got good to do, I'm gonna make people adore me, but it, it's all fucking oh, yeah, based dude. on Armstrong, evil, so man. that's where I, like him... And Cosby, those two dudes are like fucking. Cut from the same cloth. Are like, yo, they're cut from the same cloth. So I go, I don't, like, I don't care. It's the same thing. We don't have to go politics, but that's how I view. No. That's how I view Trump. Like, whenever somebody's like, do you think, you think this Russia shit? I never, I never, not once. I always like, I go, Russia is great because it's a great way to take away from the fact that he's a tyrant and a racist. So you're now putting all your cards and hoping that he colluded with Russia. But if you just took it for its face value, he's a tyrant 
and a racist. So that's ground zero to me. I don't care if you feel like the country's doing bad. I don't care if you feel like we got lower taxes. I don't care if he, you enjoy the policies he does. If you're a tyrant and a racist, that's ground zero. Same thing with fucking Bill Cosby. I don't care that your show was great and you did all of this amazing stuff for the black community. You were fucking drugging women yeah. and raping them. I don't care that you fucking... Uh, cancer research and you set all of this shit you cheated you lied and you ruined people's lives and threatened them because you were worried that they might tell on you and i don't care about that like like those people are the fucking worst because they're they're you think they're doing good shit but it's based on a flat line evil you know, shit. I, I realized with the Russian Trump thing, it's almost back to the Pee Wee Herman Louis C.K. analogy that we had going on, where the Trump being a tyrant and a racist isn't against any laws per se. And then they're right. not. But colluding with Russia is. You know right. what I mean? So you're but right. with Pee Wee Herman, what he did was against the law, even though he's not hurting anybody. Right. He's not right? hurting anybody. Like, right. That type of thing. So it's, right. it's, it's you can't, it's I just, get what you're yeah, going Yeah, man. So I do it. I'm, I'm pretty simple. I'm pretty simple. That's when I argue. You I feel like I you're. In, I feel like you're independent when you're thinking. Independent thought. Oh yeah. yeah like, very independent. You know, I have a. Like, I'm not here to promote my podcast. No, my guys, podcast, check it out. I was going to promote it in the intro, but we'll promote it again. Yeah. Fucking, I have zero guests. Because I, I don't like to hear people's thoughts and opinions because it makes me angry when I hear people say shit that's like, dude, you're not even thinking this through. I thought you were just like me sometimes where you're like, oh, I got to book a guest. I'll just do it myself because I've done podcasts no, no, alone. No, 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 I, I, like, I, I would have guests, but I like... I'm on, by the way, like listeners, the two I did alone was because people weren't available. So relax. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm thinking about doing an additional one alone because people like the ones alone. And it's kind of fun to do, too. Yeah, but dude. anyway, yeah. You're, um, you're comfortable. I like you, that you... Here's why. You have something to say. If oh, you got, I got a lot I, to say, yeah. If you got nothing to say, then it's fucking horrible. But if you got something to say, then do it. You don't need uh, someone else. If you have something to say and it's good and it's, and it's a, a legit point of view, whether you agree with it or not... Then fucking do it. And I'm always trying to look at different through different eyes. I don't like to. I don't just look at. That's what. That's why I, sometimes I get into shit with comedians about stuff. I go, listen, man, you're you're viewing that from a comedian's eyes. I'm viewing that from the audience's eyes. Right. And then in other instances, I'm like, now nah, you got to view it from the comedian in that situation. Right. You know I mean, as a comedian, you have to have freedom to do stuff. Sometimes if it doesn't work out, that's a bummer. I guess a couple people didn't have a good time. Though you know what? Though sometimes I go to a Cubs game, and it's boring as shit. That happens. This is this is the risk you take when you go into the when you pay for entertainment. You know. So I, I, I try to like look at things through all perspectives because by doing that, that's how you strengthen your own perspectives. Right? When, you, when you are able to step outside your point of view and look at other people's point of view, it, can, it, would, either, it would either strengthen your point of view or make you rethink your point of view. Right? That's, that's the whole thing. It's about, so like I said, there's two answers. The, the first answer, like two ways of arguing. I didn't give the second one. The first one is wrong, which is what everyone does. They try to be, try to be uh, uh, right. But the real answer is, is, is you argue, you argue to try to uh, resolve the issue, right? Ah. So if you if you don't manipulate, you don't change up facts and numbers and everything, and just give. 
your honest answer and then someone else gives their honest answer then you can go oh shit i hadn't thought about that but if you're just trying to win somebody will give you an answer that you know oh shit they got me but i want to win so you start making shit up you start lying you start manipulating because you want to win yeah but if you're truly just trying to solve the problem what you're arguing about then maybe that person is. So like you said, uh, when we talked about Louis C.K., I don't pretend to know. I Yeah, maybe, because I don't have, like, I don't know that other, somebody can come in and be like, but what about this? And I'd be like, yeah, I didn't thought about that. You're right. But when I argue about shit, like like Jordan and LeBron, fucking argue that all day. Can we get to that? Of course Let's we touch can. on that, because I haven't been able to talk about that with anybody in the longest time. And I tried to avoid it on social media because... It was funny. I remember saying to someone, I'm like, all right, maybe I won't talk about Jordan versus LeBron while LeBron's having a good year because then people are like, just enjoy LeBron's success. And I do enjoy watching LeBron James play basketball. I'm a very big fan of LeBron James. And as far as being a human being goes, I think he's he's the GOAT there. Like... I, I, well, I don't think he's the goat. I think Bill Russell is the goat there, but and Kareem is the is the goat. Yeah, those are but great I think people. He, I think, but I think LeBron's I think a great human being. He's. Oh, I would okay, be heartbroken if anything comes oh, out God. about him one day. Heartbroken because no, I'm no such. Problem. He's the no guy that everyone that. should want their son to grow. No up problem like. with that. You know what yes, I mean? Great, great human being, selfless. 100%. You know, um, I had a post. I go, I go, I, I go. Life would be so much easier if people that think. LeBron James was better than Jordan were also Trump supporters. That would make my life so much easier. <laughs> right? It'd just be easier yeah, to, just group to keep them on one side. Like, yeah. like, oh, right? It'd be like, Trump's was great. You probably think LeBron's better than Jordan. And I could, like, like, they, they could yeah. say that one thing, well, LeBron's better than Jordan. You probably voted for Trump. Like, I wish I could do that. Keep them on that side of the here's, highway. I hear you. Here's what, I, here's what no one talks about. And it's, and it's, it's annoying. Because everybody, because the problem is, is it's all, you can make a case for, just depends on what facts you want to use, because sports is way more emotional than people. I would agree, yeah. Right? Like, like I have. Uh, it's super like powerful I have, sports. Like, no, I have, like, my my joke uh, that, I, that I just wrote was, like, it's, um, it's a. Uh, it's easier to protest the NFL when your team is awful. This <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> is the Bears traded for Khalil Mack. I'm like, well, you know, we just got to hear both sides, man, yeah. right? Because you're so emotionally tied. But here's something. Here's something that, that I don't get why people don't talk about this. And this is, and I, if I had LeBron James, I'd take him 9.9 times out of 10, unless there's still Jordan out there. This is why LeBron isn't better than Jordan. Not for every other reason that you think about is right or wrong. It's all that shit you can debate because you can debate errors, and it just depends on your opinion about the error. So, like, so if I'm if I'm telling you LeBron is better than Jordan, you're telling me, and we talk about errors, you can say that Jordan's error is better, and I could say that LeBron's error is better. That shit. Is debatable. That's very debatable, right? You True. can argue that, so you're going to clash, right? You're not going. You're going to. You're going to give all sorts of numbers to skew your thing, like right. So those things are debatable. It's very but true. What's not debatable. What's not argued? That's to me. To me, I've yet to find anyone to be able to argue this. Players don't develop under LeBron. 
Second. I would agree with that. And I'm gonna, second, I think you and I are on the same side second, of so much of this. Yeah. It's harder to build a team around LeBron. It I'm is. talking about just Jordan. So if you're going to tell me that the best player ever, because the argument always is. Sorry for you're good. No, you're good. The argument always is, it's like, look at the team Jordan had. Right? And my argument is, well, Scottie Pippen was a rookie. Horace Grant was a rookie. They developed BJ Armstrong yeah. was a rookie. This and that. And he was so good and developed them. And, when he, and they're like, but BJ Armstrong and Horace Grant went to the All Star game after he left. Right. Because they just played under Jordan. Right? Exactly. I but never when got LeBron that. LeBron yeah. leaves, his team fucking folds because he's like a crack. He's like a crack, uh, crack seller, crack dealer. Like they become so reliant upon him. And the reason that is, is because. He's the point guard and the leading scorer. So I don't know if you play sports, but I play sports. No, I mean, right? I played like, basketball, like, never at a very good level. And so, I played baseball and so, stuff. So, yeah. I know you played, if you, you played college basketball, right. right? So if you have, if you have a, uh, a point guard, like the great point guards that makes them great, is they know where you like the ball. And they don't get, you might think you want the ball somewhere, but a great point guard goes, nah. You're not getting it there. But when you go there, I'll get you there because that's where you get me buckets. Stocking right? them alone, yeah. So that's what that's what they do. Great point guards. Isaiah Thomas, this and that. I remember Sean Elliott who played for Detroit like Spurs a half too. a year. Yeah. A half a year and he was playing with Isaiah and he was like, Yeah, it didn't work out well, this and that. But I will tell you this, Isaiah's a great point guard. He would just we would hoop and he would go knew that what my sweet spots was. He's like, oh, you like it here, you like it here, you like it here. He's like, yeah, 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 I like it here, right? So point guards do that. But with LeBron being a point guard, they build it where like, oh, shit, you might like it here, but he needs you to like it here, right? So now all of these players, so now that's why then they start building the team, which is hard to build around them. He, they start building all these teams around shooters, Right, we got to get them shooters. We got to get them shooters. Right, so when you build shooters, shooters, their problem is most of the time all they can do is shoot. They don't have lateral quickness and they can't create their own shot. They can't create. So when he's off the court, how you gonna get buckets? So that's why they're always like, it's the trade deadline. We need a ball handler to support LeBron. Yeah, you got John Williams. We got to get somebody to support LeBron. And also, it's hard to build a team. Like if you think about every player. Like he wanted no part of Andrew Wiggins and Kyrie, the two young dudes he had, which I thought right, was a huge he couldn't mistake, right, yeah. right. He wanted no part of Andrew Wiggins, and then the other young dude, Kyrie Irving, like I gotta go because I'm not growing under LeBron. Well, he knew too that right. as soon as he didn't want to be held hostage by LeBron's contract. I gave Kyrie, Kyrie credit. Some people thought it was like, oh, that's a, that's a dick it was move. A great move. It was a great move. I punished him at his, first, and then when I thought about it, I was oh, like, oh genius. shit, this is genius. Because this he's genius. like, LeBron's gonna bolt for LA in a year, and I'm gonna be stuck with a team that wasn't built for me. Right. It's so like, I gotta that get out. That team I'm is being held team hostage is by your contract. So exactly. if you're going to tell me, it was okay, not a punk So I go, I Jordan say. was six and zero, and let's say we don't acknowledge the fact that he left two, maybe three on the table. Two, you could even three. argue four. If Pippen didn't get a headache there. No, 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 no. See that to me, I, I you play. Yeah, all right, you played in lost. You played but you happen. think maybe he, the two in the table go losing Houston, and then if they would played for one more year in '99, because that was yes. a strike. Right, that was because a lockout the, year. That was the year. That was the year that the Spurs that the won. Knicks won, but that they beat they beat, beat the, the Knicks, Knicks yeah, with Latrell exactly. Sprewell and Larry Johnson. Yeah, Bulls could right. Well, yeah, the Bulls. So, exactly, you're right. They would have wrong. But let's say you didn't take that, and I go, oh, he's six and zero, and then you go, LeBron James is. 
won three championships, three and six. Three and, and, six then, yeah. and then I go, but he's six and nine. You go, but look at the team Jordan had. And that's when I'm trying. That's when logic kicks in. Talent, that's when logic honest, kicks yeah. in. You go, oh, yeah, better talent. But Jordan developed that talent. LeBron couldn't develop. If you look at Name everybody one all- that was. Not one player became an all-star under LeBron James. Not wait, one. If you look at. No, Mo Williams did. Was he an all-star that one yeah. year? Okay. But if you Fair look enough. at if you look at uh, every really good player, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, um, Wade, Wade, Wade Chris Bosh, everyone of them says one thing. Everyone <laughs> one says one thing. I have to learn how to play with LeBron. I have to learn how to play. Like I have to take a step back. Dwayne Wade was like, I have to take a step back to let him do that. Kevin Love I have to take a step back. Kyrie Irving's like, I can't keep. I can't take any more steps back. Like, I'm a point guard. You want me to just fucking shoot? Kevin Love is like, yo, Kevin Love, you're a 26-13 guy. Go in the corner and shoot threes, right? And people forget this year he's 19-9. and nine, and people right, still it was like a solid like, year, right? He, and in the finals, he was 21-11. and 11. I remember he averaged a double-double in the finals, and everyone's like, he needs more help. LeBron, oh, look, right. LeBron's amazing and all that, but I never liked that he needs more help. And I, I threw this in, his, in some of the LeBron stands' faces when they're like, well, if, you know. Stands' faces? Oh, you know, super Jameson. Fans Stan's faces. I was going to say fans' faces, but you're right. Stan's faces. Um, yeah, and some of the LeBron f- super fans that if Dwayne Wade had more help in 2010, he'd have more rings. Because everyone always goes, if LeBron had more help, he'd have more rings. If LeBron had more help. Think right. about because LeBron James choked his ass off. He's, he's horrible in it. But see, see that's so what if, I'm he, if Dwayne like, Wade had more help, he could have got another ring. So I, I try not to go through all those things. Yeah, I try true, to yeah, point like, like if no, you, yours is if way you more like basketball related. He didn't. Mine's numbers like, based. Players doesn't develop. Players don't develop, and and um, it's hard to build a team around. Them. If you didn't tell me that's the best dude ever, so if you were looking like, say you didn't know anything about basketball, and you're like, yo, dude, I got some money and a time machine, and I want to build a fucking NBA team, and I want to start with the best player, and then uh, he's looking at just shit, and you're like, yeah, dude, LeBron's the best ever. You're like, oh, man, look at these numbers. What about this dude, Jordan? And he's like, ah, he's all right, but yeah, I get LeBron. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. But Jordan once was 6-0, and and LeBron won won on won three but lost like six. Why didn't why didn't he win more? Because LeBron didn't have the squad. But he played fifteen years in the league. You telling me they couldn't why couldn't they build a squad around him? Yeah. Right? The only time he was able to go was he left and created, he created teams. a team. He couldn't organically, which is a huge word in this fucking world nowadays, he couldn't organically create and build a team. He had to keep living, leaving because players don't develop under him. That's why. I think he's number three. But I think you could you could talk me. And, into number two? No, you can't talk me into number two. Jordan and Russell are one and two and I. I'm unbudgeable on those things. Okay, I like that. I'm unbudgeable. Like those, the only player that I would have a conversation with is better than Jordan is Bill Russell. And people are like, oh, but he didn't play against anybody. Well, maybe he won them all. That's true. It's <laughs> right? tough to argue with. So if you took, so if you took. And the guys he played against are also legends. Right. You know so I mean? if you so. took somebody from any era that you thought was the best, what are you going to do? We're going to win them all. Huh? That's what Russell did. I can understand if he won six, right? If he won like a Jordan amount six. And you're like, yeah, dude, you won in the bullshit era. But if you won 11 in 13 years and one of those years you was hurt. Yeah, that's And the incredible. other year you lost to Wilt. Okay. That is incredible. Right? 
And not only that. And beat Wilt, too. Not only that. He he won two in college and two in high school. His last two in high school. So his la- Hold on. His last 19 years of basketball, he won 15 championships. And you're trying to be like, yeah, but he didn't. Hey, but everywhere? <laughs> yeah, that is incredible. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, everywhere. Right. And then they're like, but he didn't play anybody. I go, okay. So, See, I don't uh, know as much about that era to argue it. So, so I'm not even going to. His last year where I'm he was. he was I could argue I with totally you. Yeah. I totally get it. I totally get it. That's why I'm here. To fill yeah. in the blanks. Help me out, yeah. Uh, his last year so basketball. Much as it is. <laughs> his last year of basketball where he was the player and the head coach. That, too, is incredible. He's the player and the head coach. Game seven, he went to L.A. And they had Wilt, Elgin Baylor, and Jerry West. And he still won. Three and people like, he didn't players. play anybody. I go, all three of those dudes are in your fucking top 50 players, top 25 players right, Yeah, ever. top 25. Right? They're all Jerry West 25. is the logo, everybody. Right? Yeah, and you know who Wilt is. Elgin Baylor, right around 20. Jerry West, right around 12 to 15, Wilt top 10. All three of those. And and Russell was older than all of them and the head coach and still went in there and won. So you can't, like that, that kind of like And winning validates. does, man. I know some people probably are thinking, well, it's a team game. Why are you emphasizing winning so much? Because nah, you're one of basketball. five players. In basketball, it's completely different. You, I get it in baseball, defense. you know, and offense and defense, the only one you play Even both. with Tom Brady and Joe Montana, they only played. At tops, thirty-three minutes of yeah, a sixty-minute game. Exactly, you're right. Um, basketball player, you're playing. In 40, baseball, you got to hope minutes. your best guy comes up to bat at the right time. Four times, right? There's a lot of times your best hitter comes up to bat to lead off not every not inning. You or, can you still know. walk him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's there, it. Right? You'll yeah. walk and do with the bases loaded. If you get, and then people up, forget up, up, Barry Bonds. You're right. Barry Bonds was famously walk with the bases loaded, and that was the right move because the Diamondbacks won that game. Um, all right, got a few minutes left with you here, Bozeman. Uh, I wanted to add to this to the Jordan thing because. I am everyone. People are always like, "Oh, you're Chicago. That's where you're biased and all that." And look, maybe there is some bias there. Oh, I grew no up I definitely. There's I grew no up watching him. He he changed. We've seen him. We've we seen him. I saw him. The things he did. Jordan's My, a fan. Jordan is. A, I'm sorry to interrupt. I get no, no, it's cool. It. It's cool, man. No, Jordan uh, is a is a is like a fantasy. He doesn't exist because we've. There's Jordan is the only dude, the only dude in our lifetime. That was like, I'm the best player in the world. I have my team built around me, and there's nothing you can do. There's no other player that we've seen in that era. Tom Brady's like, I'm the best player in the league. I got my team, but you still lost. Muhammad Ali, look at you still lost some. Tiger Woods, I'm the best golfer ever. You still lost. Still lost. Everybody, even the closest would be Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky was the closest, like, yo, they got the squad built around me. I'm the best player in the league. Ain't shit you can do. But even then, they still lost once or twice. They but did, Jordan yeah. was like, dude, I'm the best. Ain't the only shit thing you that stopped do. Jordan was retirements. The only thing His that stopped Jordan retirements was him. Was Jordan. And I, I try to tell people, I'm like, what was so incredible about him was he always overcame the hype in a way. It would be those Sunday, NBC on Sunday, remember every Sunday, that big game of the week? Those would be hyped from the previous Monday. Yeah. The Bulls would hit the game of the week that Sunday, Bulls versus whoever. Yeah. Then the next day, Monday, you're hyping it up all week long, even though there's games in between, to see that NBA on, on, okay. on Sunday matchup. I, I'm going to say this. And that, it would still, you'd still walk away with it going, that was better than I thought it'd be. Right. But I, I say that about LeBron. Uh, yeah. You know what? Look, LeBron is closest to that. 
I still feel like LeBron is sometimes maybe LeBron's ahead of his time in a way where he's this hybrid position, hybrid athlete. People uh, also he's Scottie Pippen 2.0. He is. He's and just a better version of Scottie Pippen. I hate when people say, "Well, LeBron could do anything." Nobody like he's the most athletic. Most athletic yeah. does not mean you're the best player. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean you're the best player. There's plenty of people. Jordan was the best athlete in the NBA during his time. There were better, more athletic players when he was yeah. there. But Jordan was the best player. Yeah. And and there are things that are, people will say, well, LeBron's better at rebounding and passing. I'm like, even if I give you, I could give you passing, which is still Jordan made great passes too, don't get me wrong. Rebounding, I could even argue. Because through the for their careers, I know we're going to numbers and it's different eras and stuff, but Jordan crossed over in a way. At the age of 39 and 40, Jordan was guarded by guys that also guarded an in-prime LeBron. Sean yeah. Marion, dude. I got to meet Sean Marion, and I always fantasized about meeting him. I go, well, I got to bring it up if I ever meet this guy, because I remember there was the connection. I found out there's another connection. There's another guy who actually guarded Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan. I'll bring him up in a second. But I saw. I know I, who that is. Yeah, I, I bet you do. Chicago connection. Uh, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. So Sean Marion, had, Jordan had hit a game winner against him in a regular season game when he was with Phoenix, like in his eye, fadeaway yeah. right in his eye, and in the All Star game hit that fadeaway yeah, right. right in his eye. He, and and he couldn't guard Jordan. Jordan at the age of 40 was dropping 35, 40 points on him yeah. easily. And then Sean Marion was the primary defender on LeBron in that yeah. Dallas Finals when Dallas beat Miami that first yeah. year down in Miami. And I saw him at Anthony Rizzo's charity event, which was this big charity event for cancer. Yeah, yeah, Rizzo's yeah, yeah, an all-star yeah, first baseman. I, yeah. I was so happy for you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, like, was, that was like a dream for you. Yeah, I, I dude, it. It, was, it was my, I tell people, anything Cubs-related beats the Comedy Central yeah. any day of the week. Um, and so I went up to Marion, I told him, and then he was even trying to be like, he was smiling a little bit, but he's like, ah, you know, they're different players and all that. But then he kind of gave me like a little bit of a wink. Um, and who's the other guy to guard all three of them? Is, uh, what's his name? Um, I'm blanking on it. I just mentioned, uh, Maggetti, right? Corey, no, it's not Maggetti. No, there's um, somebody else. There was a guy who guarded Kobe. He was on ESPN. No, there's someone else really close, really close to home. They guarded all three. Was all it? fucking three? I want to say it was one of those dudes from Quentin no, Richardson. No, 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 no. I think Quentin closer to home, like close to home right now. Oh, like he's on the Bulls right now? Yeah. Yeah, that's one way of saying it. Who is it? Just tell me, because I, I don't want to play this guessing game again. We know how bad I am at guessing games. Hoiberg. Hoiberg, Fred Hoiberg guarded all three. Fred Hoiberg played for. Oh, he played. He played all, for the right. Pacers. Yeah. So he played for the Pacers when they played the Bulls in that uh, Eastern Conference Finals. That's right. He played against Kobe when he was with. Uh, he was with the uh, Wolves and Sam Cassell right. got hurt. Yeah. And then he played against LeBron when he was with the Bulls. That's right. You're right. I forgot about that. I'm here. But for it's you. funny, dude. All the people who have played with both Jordan and LeBron or have seen both of them always say Jordan. And why would you know what I mean? Like I just feel no, like it's not, listen, it's not a thing. It's not like, like and I'm not into LeBron. Like, I like the guy and gotta, I'm enjoying him. Right. You, you, like LeBron dude is amazing. He's so amazing, but it's just yeah, not the things like he does well, will blow your mind. I just I'm just tired of when he loses how many excuses they make. So many I've never seen a superstar. So I've never seen a superstar cuddle. So and and last thing I'll say about this too, uh, to wrap up the topic. Have you noticed we're talking about playing style? LeBron's playing style hurts him in a lot of ways because people will say he's too passive, so then he'll start a game by attacking the basket, just attacking, attacking, attacking. And then his teammates get cold because they're watching you drive every possession. So then in the second half, he's like, all right, well, I'm a little tired now because I, I was attacking the entire first half just so we'd stay in this game. Now I'm going to pass, 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 and then they're bricking shots because they were cold because they barely played the first half. Yeah, so he doesn't know what part of the, he doesn't know what lever to pull. You but, know? That's, but that's too... 
the point the of idea like being a, a team built around him. Yeah, you're right. Teams, right he right, was yeah. never able to develop. So. I always thought the biggest mistake was love for Wiggins because Wiggins could have been his Pippen. He could have groomed him. People forget Pippen was a, was a great player. I'm not taking away from Pippen, right. but Jordan did groom him, and Pippen admits it. Pippen said that Jordan used to make me stay after practice and play one on one with him hours after practice, yeah. like a psycho. Like Jordan was yeah, pretty sociopathic I, I in that sense too. It's not, it's not even. A, for us, it's not a thing, but I get it. He's he's amazing. He's true. LeBron James is truly, truly amazing. But I agree goat, with you, though. Jordan's the goat, goat don't lose when it's not when he's not when he's got something. Especially to say. Especially when LeBron's lost a couple times with home court too. People forget that. And not only that, he got routed. Yeah, like he uh, he lost when he was the best player in the league and had the best talent. And Kawhi Leonard was like, "Nah, dog, no, yeah. I'm about to give you the fucking business." Well, but the air conditioning didn't work. Oh, <laughs> stupid stuff! All right, Kevin, I'm, I I need to get you on this podcast again because I wanted to talk to you about some fun drinking stories. Oh, Jesus, we Jonah need a Jerkins, whole podcast for that. We could, and we're going. Jonah to wants Jonah wants this title. Jonah, I don't know why he wants this because I never knew him as this guy before. But the first podcast I ever did, episode one of Kill Gowns Pub, go back and listen to it, everyone. It started back in March. Jonah was just, him and his girl just broke up. I'm not saying anything that he didn't say on the podcast. So right. I, don't, I don't want people listening for the first time. Is he doubting this dude? He just broke up. So he was in the middle of a bender when he was on this podcast. He's like, I have drank gotten like drunk 20 like nine days in a row or something it's, he was like in a yeah. real tight bender and i think since then he's just kind of like he likes the challenge of being like no i still work out every day i still eat right he's one of those dudes if you go to jonah's house there's just protein uh yeah. freaking cases of light around right. and all that stuff so i'm like all right you're functional that's good I mean, it's good to see because you know some people don't handle it well but you're handling it so you're right he does want that title and then he brought up he's like everyone says bozeman's probably the best drinker and i'm like and look, dude, I'm, I'm a lightweight compared to who I used to be. They're, in my prime, I'd be able to hang with anybody. I won't even try you right now. I'm a dad now. i got to wake up early in the morning. Yeah. I'm, I don't sleep the way I used to. In my, you know, I'm 33 now, 28 Joe, pre-baby Joe. My yeah. son's one and a half. Even 30 years old me, yeah. I, I would be right up there with a lot of the big boys. Now I'm not even messing around. But I would love to get you on to talk about your – your because you, you, you put up goat numbers as I a drinker, up, man. You put up You put up Jordan, dude. Bill Russell. I can't I argue with that. You can't argue with 11 numbers, titles in 13 years, I, right? Uh, I, I have made it to a couple of uh, – Because I know Jonah wants to first, compete with you. I've made it to a couple of uh, next comic to die list. <laughs> I don't want to see comics with Davy like, oh, who's that guy? The funny thing is, man. Would, he still drives every time. <laughs> It would have been great if you would have won last comic standing that year because that's also, you know, a little freaking innuendo for what you do. You're the last comic standing at the well, end of the night we're all fucking right trying to drink with you, yeah, man. Dude. I, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll share. We'll get together again. We'll get there together yeah. again. But yeah, I yeah, definitely yeah, yeah, would like yeah, to have yeah. you on um, I mean, more because we probably, people we do are probably listening to us and be this. like, this guy thinks he knows everything. Nope. I, the things I do know, I argue. The shit I don't know, I go, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> See, that's <laughs> always fair. You got to be fair there. Kevin, anything you want to plug to end this? I'm, I'm no, gonna, I'll man, give you I credits got, up front. I'll tell people about the ball hog and where they can check out your website. Out, you got a new album coming out? Yeah, nice. Cool. I'll plug the stuff up front and all that stuff. Yeah, um, guys, definitely check out Kevin Bozeman. Um, thank you for listening. I want to reiterate, everybody, please uh, you know, share this with your friends. I really love podcasting. It's one of my favorite things to do. And the more ears I can reach, the happier I'll be. But you know, I do it for the love regardless. Write a review on iTunes. It goes a long way. We're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. Google Play. All that good stuff. We got to talk about raising families as comics. That'd be another great conversation to have man because i know you you feel me with that your kids are older so yeah dude. maybe it does get better yeah, we well, you get more sleep it. but we i'm sure the problems get a little we bit more talk serious about that hell yeah man we'll get we'll, we'll definitely i'll definitely have you back again like man i'll get you back on like you know we can talk football and gambling too now that football starting <laughs> no we yes so many things we so many angles yeah we a lot go. of fun stuff all right well thank you everyone for checking out kill gowns pub cheers <laughs>